Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Design Driven Life, where we hope to inspire you to shift your mindset and create the world that you want to live in. Hi, my name is Wendy Yates. Today, I'm speaking with Lila Igram. Lila founded Connect Her with the purpose of authentically representing the voices and stories of women and girls around the world. Connect Her invests in women-led projects and runs an annual film festival for students to tell their stories about critical women's issues. Welcome, Lila. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I have had an opportunity to check out everything about Connect Her, and I am super excited to hear all about how you got started on the journey to building Connect Her. So um, why don't you start with just sharing a little bit about, I don't want to call it a pivot point, but I guess a little story about how you got started in, in this type of work and what it means to you. Yeah, I, that's a great question. I think it, you know, for me, it was a convergence of probably a few things. Um, I guess probably the biggest um, reason for me starting Connector is just simply the way I grew up. I grew up in Iowa, not the most diverse um, place in the world. Um, and my heritage is Lebanese and Muslim. And so, you know, I would just notice in the local media and even national media that um, Muslim women voices weren't represented when talking about issues related to, to Muslim women. And so um, it just made me think, you know, about how to become a part of the conversation. It made me really like it, it put a chip on my shoulder and gave me a, a huge drive to be actually a part of the conversation instead of just being on the sidelines and watching. I think that's really important to be authentically represented in conversations that impact you and are about you. But, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, the media and other outlets don't necessarily see, see it that way or see the value of that. So that's one thing. And then also, um, my mom is from a village in Lebanon, and she's an incredible, amazing woman. Um, having said that, she did not have the opportunity um, to become educated, I think, she got educated um, to second grade level. And, you know, even though she's been able to achieve a lot in her life, I still, you know, think that I just wonder, you know, like if she did have access to education, like, you know, what could that have done for her? You know, and so there are so many girls around the world who are, you know, disproportionately affected by this issue who do not have access to education. Um, and it's really unfortunate. And I, I think, you know, you know, these things happening um, just really gave me the, the incentive and courage to start Connect Her. I love it. It's, it's super moving that you sprung into action and, you know, and mentioned very specifically to be part of the conversation in a way that you can contribute because it's such a strong comment that I think could empower others that it is really just as simple as being part of the conversation and contributing and educating yourself. I think it's, 
in the U.S. particularly, I feel like there's so much privilege that lives in a bubble and they don't, people don't realize. I mean, there's a lot of amazing people doing a lot of amazing things, but there's so many more that don't realize how life in other countries um, for girls is so limited to that equitable opportunity. And that's one of my passions is helping to provide equity and opportunity. And, you know, to me, that's the uh, education and those three things are the root of ending poverty and, and stopping some of those cycles and helping to end also human trafficking in that way. Um, so I, I'm really, um, I love that you just sprung into action and that takes like a really strong person, you know, just as like, I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to have a voice for women. I'm going to start spreading this message because it's crazy that the day and age we live in, that there's so much unknown information and people just are not intentionally seeking it out. And there's so much to know and learn in order. And it's, it's so easy for us to all participate in providing that equity. It's just people turn, turn a blind eye or they're just not educated in it. To your point, you know, we took that concept of, you know, authentic representation and, and just built it into the entire organization. So the way we kind of started with Connector was as, as a crowdfunding platform by investing in women who are from the communities they serve. And that was like extremely important, like extremely important because, um, you know, we would identify these women from not just the developing world, but the U.S. who had some kind of direct affiliation with the, the work that they were doing. So, for example, uh, one of the women that we partner with, her name is Edna Adan, and she works, she built a hospital in Somaliland. She's from Somaliland. She understands the culture. She understands the community. She has a vested interest in making sure her community prospers. And then on, the, on a totally unrelated note, the girls in her, in her community can see a strong woman who is from the community and they can aspire to be that. So you probably heard like that hashtag, see it, be it. And, yes. And so like to us, you know, like we don't invest in Western organizations that go into the developing world and and uh, try to create create solutions for them. We find and identify women who are because there are amazing, incredible, brilliant women all over the world who are doing things to to um, help elevate the whole community, not just the women and girls, but the entire community. And so, it, you know, I mean, it makes so much sense to invest in them and. It's funny, a lot of people are like, oh, wow, you know, that's so compelling and such a good idea. But to us, it's just 100% common sense. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think for some reason, when people start off trying to help, they initially think they know what someone needs. And so they wind up doing more harm than good by, um, you know, like you said, coming in and just trying to be a hero instead of empowering and um, setting an example and actually um, advocating for true change by starting within the community. Absolutely. And so, yeah, um, so that's amazing. So one of the things I saw that you guys also do that I'd love to hear more about that's um, or elaborate a little bit more on is the connect her film festival. I'd love to know the concept behind that. It's so yes. interesting. Yeah. So again, you know, it's like everything kind of revolves around these same things. We tried to do the same, you know, kind of philosophy behind the film festival a year after we launched um, in the summer of 2011. So it was basically in 2012 we love what we're doing with the crowdfunding and investing in women from communities they serve, but we kind of wanted to have a more broad um, impact. And so we decided to create the Connector Film Festival, which is 
a film festival for students. Uh, we, we get students from all around the world to submit three to six minute short films on critical issues related to advancing women and girls. We've gotten to date more than a thousand films from 42 different countries. And we try to take the same approach, like authentic representation. So if, it, if a student is telling a story about gender inequality in Bangladesh, we really push for a Bangladeshi student to tell that story. For that same reasoning, they, you know, are kind of more identified with the community and they have a better chance of creating impact and change within the community after the story is told. For example, we had a student from Bangladesh submit a short film about a, a young girl named Asma, amazing 13-year-old girl who was relegated to selling tea all day long. From morning to night, all she did is sell tea at her dad's tea stand. And in the film, the Bangladeshi student who profiled her interviewed her and Asma just said, I, you know, girls with education have importance and I want importance. You know, when is my dad going to send me to school when I'm too old? You know, I, you know, I just want that for myself. And, and so um, because we have the crowdfunding platform and it wasn't easy, it wasn't like a, you know, snap of a finger, but because we have that, we were able to partner with a local Bangladeshi organization. And then we got some of our donors to give $10,000 to create a girls global education fund. And Asma, the girl in the film was the first recipient. So I'm happy to say she's been in school for three years now, which is fantastic. And English is her favorite subject and she's doing extremely well. Um, and we have like a local partner in Bangladesh who oversees her scholarship and and such. And because of that short three to five minute film, we now have 100 girls on, on scholarship within that region, just because we were able to start this Girls Global Education Fund. We, there are so many stories like that from the film festival. It's so incredible. I wish I could sit here and tell you every single one. Because I'd, I'd love to hear them all because it's what a, what a, what a um, profound but simple way for someone with a need to share what their need is, you know. Oh. Yeah. And, and it can, and with the platforms we have now, it can be shared across everything. You know, you can Google it and find it. So, yes. um, so bravo. That's again, I know it doesn't seem like this, you know, innovative thing, but it really is a perspective of that sort of common sense. Like what's the easiest, best way to get the information of the need and the story out there to do the most good. And so I think it's brilliant. I love it. So tell me, I see also that there's a hostess screening that goes along with the Connect Her film. And I would love to hear how people could get involved in that, in this movement, um, you know, via the hostess screening. Tell us how that works. Yeah. So we, because we have all this film content from all of these students all over the world on all of these different subjects, education, economic independence, redefining beauty, when women's issues and environmental issues overlap, you know, ending sexual exploitation, we have all of these categories. We've created film reels, like hour-long film reels, that include, on each topic, that include like five or six films from the, you know, student filmmakers that have been entered to the Connector Film Festival, statistics about the issue, uh, many times an expert who will personally, you know, give remarks, it, uh, quotes from experts like it's a whole kind of presentation style but it's in an mp4 reel format and for international day of the girl we uh and it's going to be after international day of the girl but we had like a big 
you know, event for International Day of the Girl, where it was completely decentralized. Our past filmmakers, anyone who signed up to be an ambassador, corporations, women's organizations, companies can take our content. Uh, and we, it's, a, it's, it's turnkey. We have like a, a toolkit um, for them. Uh, they can take the content and they can host their own screening virtually anywhere around the world. So we had people host from DR Congo. We had someone from Copenhagen host, one of our partners. We had um, ho many hosts in the U.S., all across the U.S. We've had hosts in Bangladesh, like all over the world. And so basically, you know, we provide all of the content. And they just, you know, anyone, anywhere can choose a theme and we give them access to our content and they plan a screening with their network. And they start a, di a whole dialogue and conversation about global women's issues. It's been, it's been fantastic. Yeah, it's incredible. I think it's a really great way. People, more and more I have found within my community in Building Wealth at Human, which is one of the organizations that... Um, that I run as wellness, it's, it's a whole life approach to living life. But what I found with it is that need for authentic human connection or having experiences that actually are based around ideas and value and not just, let's just get together, you know what I mean? And sit around and do nothing. That's always been something I've never done very well. <laughs> so oh, I think this is a great way to, I, I love that, that that's an option. Again, just a really sort of simplified way to continue to grow your mes message and your mission. Um, and I think it's super incredible. I can't wait to host one. So I just thought yeah, that <laughs> we're going to do it for international women's day too, in March. Okay. Um, you know, um, so we do it International Day of the Girl, which is in October, and then International Day, International Women's Day, which is in March. And then, of course, we have our film festival award ceremony. It's an annual, uh, an annual film festival. So students submit each year and then we have the award ceremony that will be in the fall of 2021 as well. Okay, awesome. Thank you. And so that can all be found. We'll, we'll share at the end to um, yeah. how to how to uh, participate in that. But um, you can just easily, it looks like, um, do that through the website, which is yeah. connecther.org. Yeah. And, yeah, and we'll share all those details as well, because I think it's a really easy way to for people to get involved. A really super, I mean, you know, people think it's so hard to be part of change, but it's really not. It just starts somewhere, and you're giving a lot of opportunity here. I think it's incredible. Um, so I know you talked a little bit about what brought you to connect her and your purpose um, with your mission. Um, I'd like to always kind of share with anyone listening, you know, what – how, do, how did you find and follow this purpose? Maybe a little bit more on the mindset that you could focus on and what tools you use. Um, because I know that um, you sort of started this a little bit later, right? Like after your kids were grown. And mm -hmm. so um, I'd love to hear more about how you could share with other people who either want to continue to get, want to get involved with what you're already doing or they, they're trying to find their purpose. Where can they find what they're most passionate about? Because there's so many things. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about that. Yeah, I, I appreciate that question. I think people are really hard on themselves, too hard on themselves for, you know, not being, not being able to find what they're passionate about or what have you. And I, I talk to youth about this a lot and get, you know, questions from young people. And it is, you know, I don't think it's something that I just knew that, okay, from the time I was 20 years old, I mean, I did want to focus on 
social issues and I did want to focus on representation issues. You know, I mean, that was always kind of in the back of my mind. But um, I, I love business. I love making money. You know what I mean? Like I could potentially see starting a, you know, a for-profit business after this. I, I think people are just way too hard on themselves when it comes to finding their passion. So I always like to just tell people to do what they're good at to start with, you know? Um, and I think that's resonate, resonated with a lot of young people is just do what you're good at because at least you'll find some kind of happiness and joy in doing what you, you, what you excel at, what you're good at. People find joy in and being good at something right and doing what they're good at so it's a start until i think you know maybe you do find that thing of uh you know what gets you excited for monday you know like what get like i get excited on monday to open my inbox i can't lie you know um because no one says that <laughs> no like like it just it's the work I think is very compelling and uh, rewarding. And so, and, and another thing I think is, you know, is the way we've created connectors that it's hard to get bored because we have the crowdfunding, we have the film festival, we have the screenings, we have, there's so much potential and so much potential for growth. Um, so I think that's always like really important when starting something. I mean, I know a lot of people probably wouldn't agree with that. They, think you should simplify and focus and you know uh, for us it's been the opposite like the more kind of it all has to be an ecosystem right like everything has to fit together and I think that's that's how we've created it with that that you know real kind of core respect and you know authentic representation that kind of flows through everything so I think as long as you really stick to your vision and mission and that kind of core of what you're trying to do flows through everything. That's the most important thing. But to have like areas for growth and different things that you can move to, you know, like once the film festival is over, we move back to, you know, focus on project partners. It, it, it's, it's just, I think that's one of the reasons that makes it so fun. Yeah, I, I, that's so true. And I totally agree with you. Do not slow down ever. Always move full speed ahead in a number of different directions because um, I think there's a misconception that you have to fit everything into a nice tidy box and you have to know everything before you can start. And that's just not true. Like you just can go and you can fail and you can make mistakes and you can start over. Like, you know, and so I think it's super, it's super, super relevant um, for you to say that because I think what that's one of the things you can be more than one thing and you can do all these different ways with the film fest, like for you with the film festival and all the different um, ways that you're approaching it. So with the crowdfunding, is that something that's ongoing for different initiatives? Yeah, yeah, it's ongoing for different initiatives, but we recently created, I'm glad you asked because I would have forgot, we recently created this giving circle and it's such a super awesome program. It's like one of my favorite programs so far where we ask donors to give $25 a month and then we rotate your funding to a different project every single month. So basically your, your $25 a month is a part of funding scholarships in DR Congo. It's a part of um, you know, supporting maternal health in Somaliland. It's a part of um, taking care, uh, educating girls in Afghanistan. It's a, it, you're, you're, the funding gets rotated 
as a collective giving. So like if you have 100 people giving, you know, $25 a month, you can give small micro grants to all these different or we give small micro grants to all these different organizations from month to month. So that is, you know, where we definitely would like to grow that because the more monthly $25 donors we can get, uh, we can, the more funding we can give to our project partners around the world. So I have a different question because I'm curious. Um, I know that, so you talked about, you know, being Lebanese from the Lebanese heritage and growing up um, in the Muslim community. Um, I personally haven't experienced that, you know, in any of the places I lived and I grew up sort of moving around a little bit. Um, in, I was a military brat. And so I think it's, I think it's relevant to share, you know, a little bit about how you grew up in Iowa and what that looked like. Um, because I think it, even though it's sort of backtrack and maybe a backwards way to approach it, um, I think it's really interesting and really, um, that there is a Muslim community in Iowa. I personally never have been to Iowa, so I have my own perspective, you know, per perception of what is in Iowa, but it could be true or false. I don't know. Um, so I'd love to hear just like maybe just a little bit. I mean, I don't know how in depth, but just a little bit of what it was like, um, being that girls of color, you know, people of color and minorities already, you know, discriminated against. And then women in addition to that, um, what that was like, cause I know you said, Said you had or you said in um, sort of the Q&A before that you had a strong um, Muslim women community but I'm very curious what that was like for you growing up um, at, you know at those in, in yeah, those years. I, yeah and I mean like so you know I mean it, it's obvious that I was not the most diverse place in the world I went to a fairly decent high school size high school you know so there were there were you know um, hundreds in my graduating class. However, I was, you know, probably one of very few girls of color there. I think that I just want to say that the people, you know, the people are very kind, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with, with like, you know, people being rude or disrespectful or anything. You know, I mean, people are very kind. It's just when you get into kind of more local representation. I think, you know, in politics, on the media and all of that, it's not very diverse. And so you don't see yourself recognized. You know, I mean, what, as far as like growing up, I think I, I had a pretty normal childhood. You know, I didn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of discrimination, like outright discrimination and that kind of thing. I think it's a more, you know, kind of more wide societal problem of representation issues. Um, than anything else like that, I guess, you know, would be my comment. And I did have the opportunity to grow up around incredibly strong, successful women, not only in my family, but by the Muslim community and the, lar you know, the larger community. So, so I was around all of the, my relatives, you know, some of whom are physicians or, you know, VPs at companies and what have you, you know, and so I think, I, what I would stress and focus on is just kind of the larger societal problems of, of not kind of seeing myself represented in kind of the higher level positions, if that makes sense. You mentioned at the beginning um, that you loved the business of things. And so I was actually going to ask you if there was anything else you want to share with your listeners, but you just gave all that great advice of a, way, a place to start. So I had to like 
be quick and come up with another question. And so I see great big things for Connect Her and for you. You feel so humble and so authentic. And so you mentioned, you know, maybe you'll start a business after this. So I would love to close out with your overall big vision for connector and what would this business be i don't know what the business is going to be like if i do start a business uh, you know uh, apart from connector but i'm obsessed with subscription models so <laughs> i think like you know like like who wouldn't pay for 95 a month for something like really cool right yeah, like, no, I'm upset. I'm obsessed too. In fact, we we have our own sort of subscription um, home decor box service that we're la- launching through our, the design part of our company, and it's because I I too I I get it. Like getting things brought to you, whether it's information or content or whatever that really fuels you, you know, or products. Or there was a number of time I was I was addicted to the clothing subscription boxes. <laughs> and because you would yes. have it, <laughs> I mean, I know that's different, but definitely. No, um, I, I know. I mean, like whether it's like some kind of like technology platform or something, you know, I just think it would be really cool. So, I mean, that's kind of to be decided, but as far as just like the, you know, kind of big vision thing, I mean, I, I think that um, what we talked about earlier, that anyone can be a part of change and you just have to start somewhere and not, it doesn't have to be, like a huge undertaking, but everyone has someone in their life who they can, who they can elevate. And, you know, and I think just starting by trying to elevate the voices of underrepresented women is a great place to start. I think, and this is something that I've been talking to my husband about lately too, is just like, instead of always focusing on your yourself or myself, how can I find my passion? How can I better myself? How, you know what I mean? Like always, it seems like we're very inward focusing a lot. Maybe that's due to social media, but just trying to be more outward focused. Like how can I serve? Your message is amazing. I love what you're doing with Connect Her. I couldn't be more privileged and honored to have gotten to know you better today. Um, and I can't wait to help spread your message through our platforms. And just thank you so much for taking the time um, to share with me everything um, that Connect Her stands for. Likewise, I just, I had so much fun. This was amazing. You're, you're awesome. And you're really good at what you do. And you have a lot of insight and valuable input. So thank you for, for sharing as well. Thanks, Lila. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. You can find out more about Connect Her by contacting Lila at connecther.org Finding them on Instagram at connecther and at Lila, L-I-L-A underscore Igram, I-G-R-A-M. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Design Driven Life. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate and review our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe for automatic delivery of new episodes.